Good afternoon, church. Just have a few thoughts I want to share with us on this Ash Wednesday, which is a day of lamenting our brokenness and our fallenness and hoping that there is a man named Jesus who can meet us and put us back together bit by bit. Last night, us pastors were having a conversation. I just want to share some of those thoughts that we had as we talked about some of the things that Jesus does to restore us in the midst of our brokenness. In Acts chapter 20, the Apostle Paul says, he's he's recounting the story of his conversion. He's recounting the story of his coming to Jesus. And Jesus says to him, I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. I want us to meditate on those words, from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan to God. Why would anyone need to be turned from the power of Satan to God? This thought takes us all the way back to the very beginning of the scriptures. God put our first ancestors, Adam and Eve, in the garden and gave them one command. Do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And there was a serpent who came into that garden and told them to eat from that tree. And what did they do? They ate from it. They obeyed the serpent rather than God. They put themselves under the rule of the serpent rather than the rule of God. Think about that. At that point, they said, I'm no longer living in allegiance to God. I'm living in allegiance to the enemy of God, the serpent. And since that decision, all of their descendants, including us, are born, and this is hard to fathom, but born with an inherent allegiance to the serpent rather than to God. And what that means is we're not consciously aware of it. We wouldn't say, I obey the serpent. But from the point of Adam and Eve on, in every generation of biblical character, find themselves acting and behaving like the serpent rather than God. In the very next generation, Cain kills Abel. Later, Abraham lies like the serpent lies about his wife on two occasions. And we get to David, and he takes Bathsheba and murders her husband. Right? There is an influence that the serpent exerts on people. And the tragic reality is that we're born obeying the serpent rather than God. And that's why we, a lot of times, act like him rather than act like God. As I reflect on my own life lately, I'm reminded in a lot of the pain that I've unintentionally and sinfully caused other people and the pain they've caused to me, 
that I'm still struggling to be free from this serpent's influence in my life? One of the ways that we feel the effects of his influence is the brokenness of our relationships that we have with other people. Or in the brokenness of the way nations treat other nations with the same kind of brutality that the serpent treated Adam and Eve with. It's not hard to see how broken ourselves are. It's not hard to see how broken our world is. And the reason the Bible is saying it's as broken as it is is because our first ancestors and all of us humans, including us, have surrendered to the serpent and obey him rather than God. It's good to lament on Ash Wednesday, isn't it? It's good to be sorrowful about all of the ways that I and we have mistreated other people and haven't acted and represented Jesus well. It's good to lament over how fallen and corrupt our governments and our nations are because of the influence of this enemy. It's good to be sorrowful about what is sad, is it not? So where do we turn when we're not the solution because we're the problem? Right? Where am I going to turn when I am not the solution because I'm the problem? In the story of the Bible, there is one person only who does not bow to the serpent once. He never bows to the serpent. His name is Jesus of Nazareth. Do you remember his ministry started with a confrontation with Satan the serpent in the wilderness? And Satan asked Jesus to bow to him three times. And every single time, Jesus did not bow to Satan. I have, you have, and he never has and never will. The one who insisted on remaining under the rule of his father and resisting the rule of this adversary was our Lord Jesus. And then he took upon himself all of the suffering, the pain, and the death that I deserve that the serpent deserves, that all of his followers deserve in my place, in your place, so that your sins and my sins could be totally forgiven. And as soon as that happens, as soon as your sins are forgiven, your transition, the serpent stops being your Lord. He stops influencing you. He stops having a claim over your life. And Jesus becomes your Lord instead. And we get to obey him. He starts putting us back together. He starts undoing the influence of the evil one on us. And we get to start obeying him and living like him. And every day as we follow him, We've become a little less like the serpent and a little more like Jesus. 
Isn't that a wonderful thing? Isn't that good news? And one way meditating on this has challenged me is that I often view obedience to Jesus as a burden that's somewhat unpleasant. And what this is teaching us is it's not a burden. It's not unpleasant. Getting to obey Jesus is the good news. You don't have to obey the serpent anymore. You don't have to keep hurting people as much anymore. You don't have to keep being selfish anymore. You get to increasingly become like Jesus rather than his enemy each day. On Ash Wednesday, we lament that we have acted like the serpent and worked with him in bringing death and destruction into the world, and we rejoice that Jesus has forgiven us and is saving us from acting like that anymore. And one day, family, we'll get to live in a new world together where there will never be sin again anymore. And we'll never have another Ash Wednesday. And the serpent's influence will never be present in any of our lives ever again. And I can't wait. I can't wait till I don't have to watch death and destruction on the news anymore, until I don't have to feel conflict and hurt and pain in my relationships anymore. Because the serpent has been destroyed and Jesus is king over all forever. Let's pray together. Jesus, we want you to rule over us. We want you to set us free. We want you to come into our hearts right now and make us more like you and free us from our corrupt allegiances to your enemy. We want to be like you rather than like him, and we thank you that you died on the cross to make that possible each and every day. So please, as we lament this afternoon, would you help us to become one more degree like Jesus? In his name I pray, amen.